0: Hi, I'm referee Mark Fralick. Thanks for joining me today for episode number 33 of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fralick podcast. My guest today is Greg Mock of Columbus, Ohio, and he has been an Ohio high school basketball official since 2005. You know, in 2010, Greg was named the Columbus Recreation and Parks Sports Official of the Year. And in 2015, he officiated his first Girls State Final Four tournament in Ohio and followed that up with Boys State Final Four appearances in 2016, 2018, and this past season. Do you know high school basketball official Matt Kearns? He is also owner of PQ2 LLC, and that is our major sponsor of this podcast. You can learn more about PQ2 LLC at pq-2.com. And if you would like to be a co-sponsor of any of the eight segments, then I'd love to talk with you. You can email me with your contact information at markfrelick at hotmail.com. And be sure to hit the subscribe button to this podcast, because once you do that, you will receive a notification on your phone, so you can receive an update on your device whenever a new episode appears. And please rate and review this podcast so I know how we're doing. And finally, if you'd like to support this podcast financially, you can go to anchor.fm backslash mark dash and click on the support button. And from there, you can select any of the options. Episode 33 is just seconds away. Enjoy. Well, welcome to another episode of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley Podcast. And episode 33 today features Greg Mock, and you heard all of his credentials earlier uh, in the introduction. So Greg, welcome to the
1: podcast. Thank you for having me, Mark.
0: You bet. And so for those just joining us who have never heard the podcast before, what we do here is we treat this just like a basketball game as officials. We have our pregame, we go to the first and second quarters, we have a little halftime break to uh for some advertising and then uh, do we do that in basketball games i think we do anyways so then then we'll go to the third quarter fourth quarter we have our wonderful post game that's uh, a great time for all of us and then we have the five quick decisions before we get to our pre-game though we're going to hear a little bit from our major sponsor which is pq2 llc and my really good friend and veteran basketball official matt kearns we'll be right back
2: Hey ref, if your day job requires engineering thermoplastics, connect with PQ2 LLC and have a thorough, candid, and honest pre-game discussion about your next injection molding, extrusion, or blow molded project. Make the right call to PQ2 LLC. That's www.pq-2.com.
0: So the pregame is just like a basketball pregame. We kind of bring in our guest and we get to know them a little bit better before we head out into the main uh, main court. So, Greg, tell us a little bit about yourself. And I know you're a business owner. So tell us, uh, yeah, tell us what what we can learn about you.
1: Well, um, I'm, I'm a current business owner. Uh, I'll start off with that. I uh, I operate a family business. Um, it's called Mox Blue Magic auto detailing. So this is a family business uh, with myself uh, and my two sons helped me operate this business. Um, we, were, we were also, in the past, we've been mobile, but now we've moved to a location where we have our own garage. So we're happy to have that stepping stone. It will be a year that we will be in business uh, June 7th. So we're pretty excited on this year coming up.
0: Yeah, no doubt and what a year to get into things and and a uh, new business and just kind of <laughs> the year with COVID, you know, you've yeah. had you've had quite a year opening up a business, you worked a, a state tournament game. Tell us a little yeah. bit uh, about first let's talk about this last season and uh, kind of give us a little bit of, re- of a review of what your season was like and uh, and after that then and talk a little bit about your state tournament experience.
1: Um, this year was a very interesting season due to COVID. Um, but I was just glad that, you know, OSHA uh, and, uh, and the city of Columbus did what they could to make sure the kids had a season, which means the kids had a season, we had an opportunity to officiate. So it was very different um, going into this season because a lot of things that, you know, my 17 year career, it just changed. And it was just something we had to adjust to. And I think we did the best that we could. And um, when we were able to get through the season. So I was very pleased.
0: Um, one of the good things this year, too, you were able to work a state tournament game this year. Um, and that was at Dayton, uh, at the University yes. of Dayton. So tell me a little bit about that and what kind of an experience that was.
1: Well, um, it was, you know, it was I knew that they were talking about changing the venue from where it was, you know, in Ohio State. Well, actually, last year it was supposed to be at St. John's, right. I believe. Right. Um, so I was pretty excited to have the opportunity to go there. But then that didn't happen. Then they, they switched it to Dayton. I was very excited because, you know, it, it was the first, you know, it was the first time being in Dayton. And whenever you're part of something that's the first, it really feels special. Um, in the, in uh, the, the arena was beautiful. Uh, it was a beautiful place to uh, officiate basketball. It reminds me of uh, like uh, uh, Ohio University, but it's upgraded.
0: Oh, nice.
1: Just the way, you know, just the way the, the seats are. But it's a beautiful facility. Uh, but I really enjoy the experience, and, uh, and I see that they're going to be going there for the next couple of years. Yep. So I think uh, players, fans – and uh, our officials will have a good time being in that facility.
0: Good. Yeah, that's that's good to hear. And you know, before we go into every game, we want to make sure that we have a good pregame. So tell us a little bit about your pregame. Some of the things that you cover before every game.
1: You know, and this is a great topic because pregames can make you or break you.
0: Yep.
1: Um, one thing that I've learned, um, I used to have a. Uh, have, I used to have a crew that I used to work with on a regular basis through different leagues. So our pregame was a little different because we knew each other's tendencies, we knew you know the weak areas and things like that. So it was easy to officiate with guys like that. So we would just talk about um, like game management. I think uh, with pregame we talk about you know if we have any knowledge about. Any players that's possible could be troublemakers that you know of to look out for. Um, coaches, you know, how they communicate, you know, how they, uh, you know, different things they do during the course of the game, just to be aware, good or bad. Um, we like to talk about the floor setup as well because each gym is a little different. You know, you can go to some schools and they have a very wide baseline. And you can go to some schools, it's like two feet, and you're right at the wall. So we're talking about all these different things just to be cautious of how we move on the court, how we deal with coaches. Um, uh, you know, we always talk about you know, managing the game. You know, my biggest thing this year was using the coach as much as we can as a wedge. You know, i give you an example, like legal screens. No one really sees the legal screens... Uh, especially when they're off ball it's because everybody's watching the ball. Mm-hmm. So we always tell, we always talk about, Hey, you know, we have plays that are not in hot areas. Make sure we sell those calls because no one's really looking at those areas. Mm-hmm. So that's a time where you have to make a seller call, especially the coaches. So one thing that I would do, I did this year, a lot of is I would use the assistant coaches and the head coaches as my, as my wedge. What I mean by that say number 34 white is setting a legal screen and I didn't call it, didn't cause any damage, you know, the, You know, uh, I'll go over to the coach when I get a chance and I'll say, hey, coach, hey, 53, can you help me out with those screens? He's kind of illegal. And they like that because instead of penalizing them, it gives them an opportunity to coach their kid. And, uh, and I think that it, it kind of breaks the wall between coaches and officials when we can communicate. In certain scenarios like that, uh, I think it becomes a respect respect matter, and it's something that is not done enough. So they respect it, so they just kind of they can kind of take it to you a different way. Not saying it always works, but for the most part, it's one of those things that that uh, really helps out. Um, I always talk about um, managing attitudes of players, coaches, and fans. My biggest thing that I always say is. You know, when you look at a forest fire, it's already lit. It's at its highest temperature. But if we can catch it, if we can catch a a scenario or situation when it's like a small flame and we can stump it out before it becomes a forest fire, let's do it. You know, always say when something happens, let's take care of it right now versus waiting to, you know, two or three plays later, then it's a forest fire. Right. So that's, that's one thing um, that I, I really try to emphasize, empathize with when I'm having pregame with guys I never worked with before because, you know, basketball is just not about managing the game, but it's about managing uh, 12 different personalities at one time as well.
0: And with that said, we are going to put an end to the pregame. We're going to go to our first quarter. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, ref. This is Matt Kearns with PQ2 LLC. Call me to discuss your next injection molded plastic resin buy. You'll realize it was a great call. We've been in the plastics business for over 40 years and are thrilled to work closely with world-class customers and best-in-class domestic and global suppliers. You can expect complete transparency through every step of your polymer sourcing process. This year marks my 34th year of officiating basketball in the state of Ohio, and I'm sending my best wishes to you for a safe, successful, and fun year on the hardwoods. Hey ref, click on www.pq-2.com.
0: So in our first quarter, we talk about coaches and communications, and you know, we we just finished talking uh, in our pregame about the importance of talking to those coaches um and really using them you you said use them as a wedge i think that's a good thing to say uh you know we want to make sure that we're able to control them uh, throughout the game and and have that relationship so talk a little bit if you would about maybe some specific encounters or examples that you've had with a coach that might help uh with those specific situations um <clears throat>
1: And this is something that happens, especially in high school basketballs, when you're dealing with young men trying to prove a point. Um, sometimes they can say things that no one else can hear but you as an official. Um, we're kind of like the best seats in the house for the most part. So a lot of times people can see that, that there's chatter going on, but they don't know what's being said. Right. So a lot of times what I like to do is – um, and I've done this before and I'm talking more of a veteran official and i try to be careful when I'm talking to younger officials because, uh, it takes them time to kind of figure out what their angle is. So sometimes I will say something and I'm like, you know what, my that's something you're talking about from experience. So I have to be careful of certain things I'll say. For an example, um, I'll have a kid that's just being disruptive and he's just not listening. Um, You know, he's kind of like cursing, and his his language is just not good for what we're doing in the basketball game. And I'll walk over to a coach and say, Coach, I need a sub. I need a sub, Coach. Because at that point, you're putting it in my hands to deal with it. So if that's the case, I need a sub. That's what I'm telling you. It's not we. I'm saying me because I'm going to either throw him out or give him a technical. You've had your chances to deal with him. He's not listening. I need a sub. And for the most part, um, the coaches know who their troublemakers are, right? They should. Like, yep. You know, I, I tell coaches all the time, and players, I say, you practice with him every day. You know who's the knucklehead. <laughs> I'm just going to find out on game day. <laughs> <laughs> so, so a lot of times I will, you know. Do I recommend that? No, but if it's something that you can use in your arsenal as an official, I say please use it. Because at the end of the day, I'm just trying to make sure that you know, we can still play the game. But this kid is just like a kid being disruptive in class? You know, sometimes we just need to set them out. And if the teacher won't do it, man, maybe the vice principal will come in and say, you know, and that's and that's how I look at it. I'm the vice principal. Yeah. You're the teacher. So, I still have a leg to stand on when I see some things out of order. So, I'll say things like, hey, coach, we need to sub. Or, uh, I've done this, um, a kid has said something, you know, foul language, and coach will say, hey, Mark, hey, what did he say? I say, hey, I'll give him a chance to tell you first.
0: <laughs> How many times does that happen? <laughs>
1: oh, and for the most part, now he can't lie, right?
0: Right. Because
1: I said I gave him. I'm gonna give him a chance to tell you. And if I come over and tell him something totally opposite, he knows He's gonna be in trouble. So you, you might as well go ahead and tell the truth. So for the most part, that I say out of out of five times, at least four times, a kid I think has said maybe not the exact words, but he's kind of told him that hey, yes, I was kind of rude and obnoxious, and I did curse, right. and the coaches like that. Um, because the other penalty that was, was either getting thrown out or technical foul. Right. So I just give these kids a chance to say, because at the end of the day, um, I know that every time we make a call, we're looked upon as the mean guy. So what I've done with that is, no, you need to know why I acted away. So I'm gonna let him tell you, you know? So, uh, and that just, and I'm talking more from a veteran standpoint because sure. I've been around for a while. Yep. But you just try to find your niche and what works for you, and you stand strong in that. You'll be amazed of how uh, it'll work out for you.
0: What about dealing with coaches? How far can they go with you uh, before you decide you you have to penalize them?
1: And that's a that's a good question because I always, when we're talking amongst officials, when when coaches are coaching. And what I mean by he's into the game, he's not really, you know, he's not the. That's a travel over the back, you know, that's not coaching, you know, that's something that fans do. But when a coach is coaching, and all of a sudden we may have a situation. Um, it depends. Like 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 with me, when it's personal, it's it's direct, you know, technical or a. Uh, 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 what do we call it? A warning in a book. And that's another tool that I like to use is that warning in the book. Mm-hmm. Um, no one likes the bad, li- uh, the bad light on them. So when I say I stopped the game, boom, he's been warned. All is, all the attention now is on him. Now he's been called out. So um, using that warning in the book has been very beneficial as well. But back to your question was, when you are personal, when you're talking about my integrity and uh, or something personal, there is no, there is no um, um, tiptoeing around that. You know, I'm going to go right to what I need to because that's personal. Um, a lot of times, and I'll say this too, and as an official, sometimes the coaches are right. You know, sometimes they're right about the situation, sure. and they can be upset. But sometimes we gotta, you know, I think sometimes as officials, we don't like to, but sometimes we gotta just, we have to eat that sometimes. You know, sometimes they're yelling and they're screaming, and sometimes they're right. If you can be honest with yourself as an official, especially if you missed something or you didn't see something, sometimes they're right. But when it's personal, if it's something to make a mockery of the game, you don't really have a short leash at all with me. But if I I can work with you, if it's something you have a question, you're just upset about something, it just depends on this. It really depends on the situation.
0: Yeah. We we talk about uh, dealing with coaches, and you and I kind of had an off-air conversation about any memorable tees. And you said you had a nice little story, probably not a tee, but it was still a, a pretty good memorable moment for you. Tell us a little bit about that.
1: So I was a young official uh, just starting off in varsity. You know, we all think we're ready for varsity games once we get our license. <laughs> And uh, I'll never forget, I was at Hamilton Township and uh, I had missed a call. And it was obvious as a young official. And uh, Coach was he, was, he was yelling at me, he was screaming. He, was, you know, he wasn't being disrespectful, but he was letting me know he was not happy with me not making that call. And it go, and this is another thing I tell I tell young officials too. I say, being honest, man, is your can be your best weapon. So all I did, Mark, is I told him the truth. I said, Coach, I missed that call, but didn't you see me hustling? <laughs> he looked at me, he thought about it, he smiled, he pat me on my back, we went about our business. <laughs> and, and all I was just trying to say to him was, you know, yeah, I missed it, but man, I'm working harder for you. <laughs> And uh, he smiled, and to this day, when I see him, he always, you know, makes sure he, we shake hands, and he always brings up that scenario. So <laughs> it was a very f- funny moment that I never forget because I didn't think that it was gonna uh, it was gonna fly with him.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, and I give you another. I got another uh, story. Okay. F- funny story. So, uh, I was at Big Walnut High School. They were playing Delaware Hayes. And uh, I was in front of Delaware's bench. I was the lead opposite the table. So, excuse me. So, the, the kids were running around playing defense and playing their offense. So, this one kid, just he just stops. He stops playing defense, and he just stays underneath the basket. Right? Okay. Kids driving to the lane. He's shooting a layup. Boom, he crashes into the kid. I go block. Crowd goes crazy. Because I'm like, he's guarding space. You're not you're not even playing. You're not even guarding a person. You can't just stand with the basket, you know, in, in my mind. Kid was there. He was clearly there, Mark. He was he's probably there five minutes. Coach asked to see me, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. I'm like, I don't know wh- I don't know what to tell him. You know what I mean? I, I, what do I say? I said, I'm going to tell him the truth. So I walked over here to him, and he said, you know what happened? I said, coach, he was guarding space. And I kind of froze for a minute, like like I was bracing myself for some, for some very harsh words. He looked at me, he shrugged his shoulders, went out and talked to the kid, we played on. But in back of my mind, Mark, I just knew he was about to explode when I said he's guarding space. Like where in the mechanics does it say you can't guard space? but but once again i was just being truthful and once again it actually worked out but i was i was bracing myself mark to hear the harshest words i probably hadn't heard in a while and it did and it, that didn't happen so i just thought that was very memorable yeah just being you know so
0: yeah no those are two great stories and i'm glad that you know those things are the stories i like to hear the stories that i think uh, other officials can really uh, uh take those and and apply it to their game. It's always good to tell the truth, no doubt about it. So, hey, that's the end of our first quarter. We're going to go to the second quarter. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, ref. Objectivity, integrity, and experience, all hallmarks of a quality basketball official. At PQ2 LLC, we bring those traits and an unmatched passion for our customers' successful plastic application by being a one-stop shop for thermoplastic resins. Visit our website at www.pq-2.com. Real needs, practical solutions, and exponential results. PQ2 LLC.
0: So the second quarter, we talk about how we communicate with players. And, and really, uh, Greg, you've talked about that quite a bit and how you deal with the players. Really, I think our conversation has kind of dealt mainly with dealing with coaches and their players. But dealing mm-hmm. directly with the players in the game, how do you handle that?
1: Um, I think this is where my personality really helps me. Um, I'm a bubbly individual I'm outgoing, and I try to take that into uh, my officiating as well. You know, uh, I'm a good read of people, so, like, even with our captains meeting, I tell the captains, like, hey, I'm going to tell you some things. You probably hear the same things over and over through each game, but I say, hey, guys, this is actually important. Like, this is... This is your time to be a leader. Your coach sends you, he sends you to the captain's meeting because you're a leader. So I try to really uh, have a bond with those captains during those captain meetings because I am going to, I know at some point I'm going to need that captain to go talk to the number 34 who over there who just can't get it right, right? Mm-hmm. He's going to respect his player and coaches more than he's going to respect me because he doesn't know me. So I always say, if I can get my message through the captain to get to him, my work, the work is done. So I really take it seriously when, um, when, when captains come up, they introduce themselves. I tell them, like, guys, you're going to work today. And they say, what do you mean by that? I say, it's a couple of things that I'm, I'm big on. Making sure your uniforms are tucked in, language, and playing defense with your feet. And you say it wholeheartedly. You say it with a lot of seriousness. You say it with a little bit of humor. So they know that you're being serious and they understand what you're saying. And Mark, um <clears throat> Stephanie, that, that short-term relationship for that, that hour and a half of being there, and those kids, I could hear the kids, hey, hey, John, tuck your shirt in. Hey, hey, man, play with your feet. And those are the things that we talked about in the pregame, and I love it because – they re, they respected it and they received it. And I love that. Because now they become an extension of what we are trying to do as officials, the players are helping us as well. I always especially, you know, we've had those games where it's a rivalry game and you can already feel the tension in the air. You already know is you know, it's gonna be one of those nights, you know, every time that whistle blows, this side of the crowd is gonna hate you, this one's gonna love you, vice versa. And I always tell the players, you know, you know, you guys be an example of what a ball player should be. You know, um, they're going to follow your lead, you know? And I think a lot of times with these kids, they are looking for somebody to give them direction. They're looking for somebody to give them some responsibility. And if we can do that more as, as officials, it you know it's not gonna make our jobs any easier, but it's, it helps the flow of the game. It helps the management of dealing with people. So I really try to uh, use those uh, players and uh, 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 to help with situations as well. Uh, I also, and I've I've learned this. Um, <clears throat> I try to get to know the kids' names because there's nothing like calling that kid his name. You know. Uh, hey Johnny, get out of there! Three seconds. You know, get, when you start saying that, you know, it personalizes your message, mm-hmm. and they receive it a little different. So, a lot of times, um, once again, I'm talking as a, a, a veteran official. You know, it takes, and I'm saying this to a younger official. It takes time to learn these different things. When they're calling their names out, in the starting lineup, try to remember their names. Not saying you're gonna remember them all, but if you can remember a few and you can personalize your message by losing, by using their name. Oh my goodness, man, you'll be, you'll be amazed how they respond. So I suggest, uh, just try to learn their names and also try to just, you know, talk to them straight. You know, a lot of times we try to talk to them. Um, you know, we have to talk to them to know exactly what we mean. And, and, and what I said is what I, what I meant. And I think a lot of times they will respect that when they see the sincerity in, in you and your message. So a lot of times with the players, I try to handle them the same as I do with the coaches, and it, it works. I must say that.
0: What about uh, we? We a lot of times we talk about keeping the flow of the game going, and do you talk to the players to keep? You know, obviously, you do based on your conversation earlier, but um, you know, trying to talk them out of situations so we can keep the game flowing. Oh um, yeah, absolutely. See, Mark,
1: that's that's a you know, and that's a and that's a learned skill too as an official. Yep. Um, I give you an example. Kids in the paint, he's posted up. Thirty thirteen, get out of there. Cause this is the thing, like you just talked about, those are game interrupters. You know, that's what we have. You know, those are game interrupters. If I can prevent something from happening or penalizing someone, but 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 knowingly, I have to make sure I do it on the other end as well. Absolutely. You know, because coaches will say, you can't tell him that. I say, I'm gonna tell your player the same thing, coach. And guess what? There's no argument. You know, because I'm, I'm, you know, you know, you got to make sure that you let them know that you're going to do the same as you're doing on this end. Because basketball is a sport that has multiple possessions, right? Like, you could have five different possessions in a 60, 60, uh, a, a, a 60 No, I'm sorry, like a, a sixty seconds scenario. You can have multiple uh, possessions. Mm-hmm. So talking about game flow, you know, three seconds, hey, get out of there, hey, get your knee out of his back, hey, A13, Move. you know, when you start saying those, you got your hands in his back, let me see your hands. So those are being pre- preventive officiating so we can keep the game flowing versus having to call three seconds every time somebody's camping or having to uh, call a, a, a hand in the back or a knee, or or you know, things like that, it, it, keeps, it just kind of helps the flow because now I don't have to blow my whistle to stop the game. So that is something that's very important um, as well as the officials because coaches have said, oh, oh Mark, you could have let that go. Or knowing or, or too, Mark, when to let fouls go and when you have to call. Them. For an example, you got a three-on-two break and the kid gathers the ball. Uh, A1 has the ball and he's about to pass it to B2 and he's open for a layup. And he gets, you know, grabbed on the arm, but he gets the, the ball off clean to a two. Let he' score. You know, it didn't affect the outcome of them scoring. You know, but understanding the situation and when you can do that and when you cannot it takes experience. But it's something as officials, we have to be aware as well, uh, as well, because I've, I've blown calls, Mark, by calling a foul, and the kid was open for a layup, and I took two points from. him. I'm, I, I kind of I inserted myself into the flow of the game. So the biggest thing that I like to say too, our biggest teacher is our worst experience. That's true. So take your worst, you know, take your worst experience and make it to something that strengthens you as an official. And I've had many of those moments where that's helped me.
0: Great point. Great point. And I think a lot of us, also uh, veteran officials, anyways. We agree with you. We've we've had our own experiences that we learn from. And for the younger officials uh, listening, uh, you'll have your experiences along the way. Just don't get discouraged because you're going to learn from all these little things. So that's the end of our second quarter. Halftime is here. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we will go to the third and fourth quarters, followed by the postgame and the lighthearted five quick decisions. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, Ref, this is Matt Kearns, and I'm honored and proud that PQ2 LLC is sponsoring my very good friend and former co official Mark Fralick and the High School Basketball Referee podcast. I love plastics manufacturing and making things happen in the world of engineering, resin, distribution, and compounding. But come on, there's nothing like game night, a packed gym, The place is rocking and we leave the floor knowing our crew gave the players and coaches our best, right? I truly hope you enjoy these podcasts and thank you for your continued support of the High School Basketball Referee Podcast and PQ2 LLC. Tonight's tip, nobody came to see us officiate, so make sure the kids are the stars on game night.
0: Welcome back for the third quarter. In the third quarter, we talk about officials, communications, crew dynamics. But before we get to the questions, Matt Kearns and PQ2 LLC want to tell you this.
2: Hey, ref, rule one, section A, article three, in the project management rule book says trusting your business partner gives you the best chance to launch your new plastics project application. Make PQ2 LLC part of your crew on your next thermoplastic resin application. Call 330-888-9448 and ask for our in-house basketball official and owner, Matt Kearns.
0: So our third quarter, I'd like to talk about how we improve the way we officiate throughout the game. And, uh, you know, we as the game progresses, our communication as officials, it's very important. And, and whether yes. that communication involves uh, verbal communication with each other or nonverbal communication. So talk a little bit about uh, how we can improve our game throughout the game with utilizing some of these skills.
1: You know, that's a great point because um, this is when, as officials, you can become creative in your communication. Go back to the first quarter we talked about, um, like our pregame. I'll tell officials, especially who I haven't worked, with in long, haven't worked with before, I'll say things like, hey, if we happen to miss a, miss a rotation and you still think you're the lead, but I'm the new lead, if we make eye contact as we're running down our separate sidelines, I'm going to put my hand up, and that lets you know I'm the new lead. That way, we're both not racing to the baseline. And, you know, we've been there before, we're running, and we didn't know there's a switch or in a rotation, and you look up, and we're both baseline. Communication amongst us, verbal and nonverbal, that can make or break us. We all, as officials, have different ways of doing things, right? Mm -hmm. So someone may say, hey, during a free throw, if I am the uh, center official and say we have subs, um, I've had officials say, hey, I'm going to step towards the free throw line, and that's letting me know as the throw-in ref, as the new lead, Official, we're not ready to play yet. So what he's telling me is his presence at the foul line lets me know we're not ready to play without even looking at the table. Mm-hmm. Th- that's a communication, right? Um, we can have a we can have a game mark, and you know we've been there. You know it was kind of it was, it was competitive. It was basketball. Now all of a sudden it's getting a little chippy. The fouls are getting a little harder, and now at the before that point we were calling less files right now without having a break or a huddle to talk to your partners. Uh, it's like, but well, how do we communicate? Hey, we need to tighten up. So I'll take like, um, I have imaginary wet cloth in my hand and I'll make the gesture that I'm wringing it. Right. Yep. yep. And I'll do it. And that means, Hey, let's tighten up. Yep. Let's tighten up. And that's just a, a way to communicate with your partners. Like, and they'll say, yeah, I agree. Yes, it is. It's getting a little, a little chippy. So we're kind of communicating with that.
0: As we go and, and talk about this, what are some maybe advice that you would have for a young official who is at the lower levels and about ready to move to varsity? What kind of advice would you offer those? Uh, those. You know, and
1: I'm, and I'm glad, I'm glad you brought that up. My biggest thing I would say, Mark, is you have to be willing to listen. Just listen. And what I mean by that is, it's like any, any other situation, take what you can from whatever the conversation was, but don't throw it all away. You know, there's something that each official can give you that can actually help you improve your game. What I'm finding out now is uh, everybody knows it all. Just listen. Listen. You know, have big ears. Have Dumbo ears. Just listen, and you may learn something from what someone is telling you. The other thing is your mechanics. Your mechanics are everything. Your your mechanics is how you sell your car. I've had coaches tell me, um, just because of my mechanics and how strong they were, they have been, he's like, well, Greg, I didn't think that was a travel, but the way you called it. I went with it. <laughs> you know, because your, your your mechanics are project strength in your confidence in what you're doing. You know, I was one of those guys because, you know, I'm, I'm known for my mechanics. They'll go, well, what did you do, Mark? Like, what what, what kind of things did you practice? Well, I was the guy that, that took his in, in um, his rule book on the mechanics part and I would lay it out in front of me, in front of a mirror, and I would just say things like travel. And I would go, boop, put my hand up, travel. I needed to see myself, how I would project, how it would be out on the court. Like, I wanted to look crisp. I wanted to look uh, like I was being taught, and you have to see yourself. You know what I mean? It's like It's like being a dancer. Dancers always dance in front of mirrors to see what they look like. As officials, we have to do the same thing when it comes to our mechanics. And it's a good way to get yourself sharp because you can't see yourself when you're out there. But if you've been practicing in it enough, um, it becomes habit. Most of us were ball players, right? If you keep doing, like you keep going to the gym, shooting with your left hand, eventually you'll get good with your left hand. It's the same thing as officials. All these things that we're doing is repetition, is repetition.
0: Well, those are all great points and uh i hope i hope there's a lot of lessons learned out of that one but i think anybody whether you're a young official or not can take some really good things out of that so uh, that brings to the end our third quarter we're going to go to the fourth quarter and pq2 llc's owner matt kearns would like to tell you this
2: hey ref the fourth quarter is crunch time with the outcome of the game and the balance A Hoops official's greatest assets are experience, knowledge, and game management skills. And when that final buzzer sounds and we return to the locker room for our post-game debrief, we know we've done our best. When it comes to plastic resins, PQ2 LLC brings the same experience, knowledge, and management skills to every client engagement. Our observations are focused, our solutions are practical, And our results are exponential. Check us out at www.pq-2.com to learn how we've earned our stripes.
0: So the fourth quarter is just a variety of questions. And uh, what do you learn? What do you learn from officiating that carries over to your professional career or your personal life?
1: Patience. You know, patience is a skill that they can't teach you in school. Uh, patience is something to where uh, it's a learned behavior, right? And we're dealing with these coaches. Because think about it. You know, when we're in these hostile environments, Mark, it's just you, your partners, and maybe the scorekeeper, right? Um, being patient, being patient with allowing... Um, not, not, uh, uh, um, what I want to say, not folding under pressure, kind of keeping your cool, always showing that you can, can, control your emotions because some things can be said to us where we feel like we want to let them know how man we are as well, but being patient, being professional, um, and sometimes understanding silence is your best message. You know, sometimes saying nothing can get things done because now when I say something, they're going to revert to back only what I say, right? So if I don't do anything, only we can remember is everything that you've done. And I had to learn that. And sometimes just dealing with people in society, just having patience sometimes giving them silence. But it's also giving me a skill mark of having (laughs) one-liners. You know, like for an example, uh, kids will say, uh, you know, uh, the, the Rasheed Wallace say, All don't lie. I'll say to them, everybody lies. <laughs> and, they, and then you start laughing. Cause it's like, I never heard that one. You know what I mean? But I'm, you know, so all these little one liners I've been able to come up with has been, uh, then it's only through officiating, because you have to be so quick on your feet, right? You do, you do. Like, I think basketball is, uh, I was watching something with Jalen Rose years ago, and he talked about how basketball has to be the most uh, difficult sport to officiate, because how much time you have to make a judgment. Like, you have to replace something, like a block charge in your mind so fast, and see that, um, to make a, uh to make a, a a call you don't have a lot of time so it's the same thing in life sometimes you're in a scenario where you don't have a lot of time but just be patient and be confident in what you do and that's what officiating has allowed me to do as well
0: well that's great and you know those one-liners as long as they're as long as you're not going into the dad jokes yeah it... yeah <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that, that might be a little embarrassing on the floor if you come out with something. And I'm I'm real popular with the dad jokes with my kids, but I never never take those to the basketball floor. <laughs>
1: exactly, you're right. You know, but it works at home, but it may not go so
0: well on the basketball. Exactly. Court. Hey, we've made it through all four quarters. We're gonna go off to our post game. We'll be right back.
2: Hey ref, good game. When a coach or player acknowledge your effort at the end of a contest, it can make the difference between a fun ride home or one where you're questioning every call you made in total silence. In business, it's no different when the customer values your performance and takes the time to let you know. Visit www.pq-2.com forward slash about to read customer testimonials and then call us at 330 888 9448 to discuss your next plastic application needs. Never ride home wondering if you made the right call.
0: So the post game begins, and and we talk about really one of the things that I love to talk about, and that's the brother and sisterhood of officiating. Yes. And, uh, you know, there's just nothing like it. And, you know, whether that's getting together before the game, getting together after the game for our, our post game, uh, festivities, I guess, and and, and not during Mm -hmm. the week, but probably during the weekend, but talk a little bit about how important that is to you.
1: Um, I had two partners, uh, Mike Burwell. He's a Columbus firefighter and he's also a collegiate softball official, big 10 ACC, um, The other partner of mine was Doug Grossman. Uh, Doug Grossman loved his two girls. He was a single dad. He had his own business. He was a painter. Uh, I didn't know these two gentlemen from, from anywhere. These two gentlemen end up being like my top 10 of my best friends now who officiated. And I gave you their background because we all come from different backgrounds, right? Right. But I've learned so much from these two, like we've had situations, mark to where me and Doug have been sitting together, and we've talked about some things in our childhood that we both experienced. Um, um, and I'll be honest, you know, uh, I had some people in my in my lifetime commit suicide mm-hmm. and I brought that situation up with Doug, and he opened up to me. About a situation about his brother mm. going through that, yeah. and it was a real moment for us. Mark, we cried. We, you know, we talked to one another. But it was nothing about basketball. It just allowed it. Basketball brought us together to learn one another, and that's one thing as officials we have to do. We have to learn and get to know people because you know sometimes people need a hug. Sometimes people need a laugh. Sometimes they just need encouragement. You know, we all need that but not knowing, you know, because officiating is actually like a fraternity, you know? Uh, it's not too many of us, and it's only a couple ways to get in, <laughs> right? <laughs> That's true. Uh, yep. You know? Uh, and we got annual dues, just like any other fraternity. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but the brotherhood, is, it's funny now. Um, you know, I played high school sports, played college basketball, now, this whole different crowd that I've dealt with of individuals are officials, right? Mm-hmm. These are like my front my front runners now. These are the guys who I talk to the most. These are the guys that, you know, we come over and hang out and go out to eat even after the season. So, it really, um, officiating, if you take the time to get to know people, um, and I'll say this in all seriousness, offic- officials, this official pool that we have, have some great, individuals. Mm, Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like they have some great, and they come from all walks of life. You know, some guys are CEOs, some guys work front lines at warehouses who cares, but when you get to know them, you get to appreciate people more. And that's what officials officiating has done is, um, bring uh, people together that normally may never get together or never really get to work with one another you know, this officiating has allowed me to, to meet new friends and I wouldn't change it for the world.
0: Nope, I agree 100% with you on that. And, and you know, okay. officiating also takes its toll on family life. So talk a little yes. bit about how, um, how family life has been um, involved with your officiating. How have you been able to balance family life with officiating?
1: You know, that's you know, and unfortunately, um, and I'm saying this to older officials and younger officials. Don't let what we do get in the way of your home life. Right on. Um, I can stop officiating today, but my family's still going to be there. You know, that's important.
0: Yep.
1: Um, that's why it's important, and I'm talking about when I first started and you know, the wife and the kids, and it's just like that. So, Like, you have to be serious about being the official because you're going to spend a lot of time away from home, all right? Um, People have to know that you are serious about what you're doing because when people see that you're serious about what you're doing, they can support you because they know that you uh, really care about what you're doing. Um, Share, invite them out to events, um, to ball games. You know, it's nothing like, you know, hey, I'm going to be here. It should be a good game. Come out tonight and let them see you work. But we also have to understand the same way we want support, we have to do the same for them. You know, sometimes we have to give up, you know, making a few dollars to be there for our sons and daughters. Like, you have to have a balance because, unfortunately, with officiating and uh, being in this profession, I've seen it. Uh, bring some families to, to split. Yep. Um, so I'm saying, so you have to be, you have to understand that, um, you have to have a balance, you know, and do fun things. Like sometimes I hear, I hear guys say, Hey, I'm going to take these next four game checks. I'm going to go buy the wife something or I'm, you know, make sure you're taking care of family. Uh, even though you're out with your other family officiating family, don't ever forget about the home life. Um, with me, when my, my, my boys are now 24 and, uh, 21, but when they were younger, I would take them to the gym with me. Um, that was a, that was a free babysitter. <laughs> 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 so, but, 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 but my point to this is try to find a way to get your family involved. You know, if you have young sons and daughters, um, and you're doing a game, like sometimes I used to take my sons and I say, Hey, I'm gonna pay you $10. To keep the score. And I know if you keep the score, I ain't got to worry about trying to find a parent, this or that. Just try to find a way to get them involved, mm-hmm. um, much as you can. I'm not saying it, you know, it's always a place for them, but just try, you know. But but make sure that the support they're giving us, make sure that's something that we do in return.
0: That's so true. Absolutely. And that is the end of our post game. We are going to go to a break and listen to Matt Kearns talk about PQ2 LLC. And then we're going to come back and listen to Greg Mock talk a little bit about the five quick decisions. We'll be right back.
2: Hey, Ref. PQ2 LLC is proud to be the thermoplastic resin company that dares to be different. Call Matt Kearns at 330 330- Eight 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 nine four four eight, 9448 and ask what makes pq2 llc different officials cite relationships within the community of basketball officials as a huge reason why we take the floor each game night year after year pq2 llc brings the same passion you have in the locker room to every client relationship we've built over the years
0: Are you ready for these? I'm ready. All right. Okay. Our five quick decisions. You know, as officials, we have to make those quick decisions all the time. If there's one rule that you could change in high school basketball, what would it be?
1: Uh, allowing. And and this is a safety situation. In high school, you honestly can stand underneath the basket to take a charge. Right. Me, I think that's a safety issue because as a shooter. Um, and a a, 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 a young lady, a young man that is airborne going towards the basket and you standing in their space, uh, I think that's dangerous.
0: What do you think the most misunderstood rule is for fans?
1: Uh, Ooh. (laughs) Which (laughs) one, right? (laughs) uh, the Over and back.
0: What is the best food that you've ever received at a basketball game, either from – either after the game or through the concession stands?
1: Well, uh, there's a school um, on, the, on the other side of Lancaster here in Columbus. Um, they actually cook food for the officials. Like, we didn't have to go to the concession. Oh, nice. Yeah, so they had uh, chicken sandwiches, turkey sandwiches, chips, sodas cooking and I never forget because it was all homemade Mark oh, like the I said to myself somebody took their time and said you know what we're gonna give the officials their own spread of food and not store-bought and actually make everything and I thought that was pretty awesome because um, that was just a level of appreciation and the funny thing about it I ate too much before the game started
0: <laughs> oh before the game <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah but, um, but I, but you know like chicken sandwiches, it was I mean anything that you ever wanted they had it for us that was finger food, and I just never forget um that school and them being as generous as they were, and it was like I say, it wasn't store bought pizza, this was all stuff
0: that someone made at home, and I thought that was pretty awesome. What's the best facility that you have worked uh no college facility it has to be a high school one
1: I really enjoyed um. St. Vincent, St. Mary, Uh, LeBron James, old high school. Yeah.
0: And the final question: What is the funniest thing to happen to you in a game?
1: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um. It's too many. (laughs) So I'm going. I'm officiating the game. Um. I think it was was it a close game. I think it was a close game, Mark. And uh, for some reason, I didn't have my whistle. I had I didn't have it in my uh, I didn't have it in my mouth. So now I make the call. So my my whistle just comes off my lantern like it just comes off. And I go to pick it up, Mark, and I kicked it like four times in the middle of the court. <laughs> trying to pick it up so it was just funny because it kind of brought some humor to the game at that t- at that time right. it wasn't planned, and i'm sweating but i like, i can't like every time i was going to go pick my whistle up i kept kicking it <laughs> and i probably like four times so the crowd like i said this game was kind of tense and it just broke i'm embarrassed but people enjoyed it <laughs> So I thought it was I, I, was, I was embarrassed, and to this day I was like I can't even pick up a whistle off the floor without kicking it four times. So but once again, it, but it, it was it was pretty funny. It was one of those you kind of you got to see it on tape because you kind of it's kind of like I was trying to catch a, a small insect and I just couldn't get it.
0: <laughs> so the big question is: your whistle falls on the floor, you kick it four times. Did you put it back in your mouth or did you wipe it off?
1: Oh, <laughs> uh, I was so embarrassed. I, I think I put it right back in my mouth. <laughs> without thinking
0: well greg thanks very much for taking the time out of your day and and uh, i know you have a busy life with your with your business and uh i'm just glad you you you're able to take some time to spend uh, an hour or so with us and and be a part of the podcast so thank you very much
1: thank you for having me mark Anytime.
0: And that closes another episode of the High School Basketball Referee with Mark Fraley podcast. I appreciate you taking the time to listen. Until next time, have a great day. Brighten someone's day with a smile. And God bless.